and welcome to this week's episode of The Things Nobody Tells You. As always, it's still me, still Lily, still the unqualified, slightly unhinged older sister that you've never forgotten exists in your family because I might be a little bit of the black sheep. But I'm here. I'm here. Speaking of families, I hope you all survived the holidays. Fun fact, I'm not American, but yet I did celebrate Thanksgiving this year. And we're going to get into that, okay, because we're going to talk about surviving the holidays. But before we jump into that, I just want to say something to the masses right now. Well, the masses, I mean, like, the people who listen to this podcast, they're not the masses, but I love you. Here's here's my qualm. Um, some of you might know I talked about this. I, I hurt my shoulder very badly recently, and it's been giving me issues. It's been giving me lots of issues. And so I finally went to a doctor who then took me to a chiropractor. And the chiropractor is not covered under insurance because it's like a fancy schmancy place, right? So <clears throat> wait for it. The chiropractor looked me dead in the eyes, okay, and told me they can fix my terrible spine, which I was told apparently I have a terrible spine. Like, it's just you have the worst spine is what they said to me. Um, not sure what that had to do with the shoulder, but they let me know they could fix my spine for a cheap price of $14,000. So as I sit here recording this with terrible posture, I'm sure, I am reminded to sit up straight as I think of the $14,000 this chiropractor would like me to pay them to fix my spine um, through a various series of sessions. And I have to say, the number one thing I preach on this podcast is I will never ghost unless it is for safety reasons with a man. And I have to safely say, this is the one time I'm breaking my rule. I am ghosting my chiropractor because how do I tell you I am not paying $14,000 out of my pocket for you to fix my quote unquote messed up spine. I want to be clear. There's nothing wrong with my spine. It's just, she's just like, you have bad posture when you need to fix it. Like there's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with me apart from that. So yeah, God knows if there had been something wrong with me, what she would have quoted, (laughs) probably a couple of kidneys. But I then looked her dead in the eyes and I said, you know, that's funny because in Australia, you can actually go to medical school for less amount of money than that, and I could become my own chiropractor. She didn't think that was very funny. Um, it was a joke. I don't know how much medical school is in Australia because I never tried. But um, yeah, she she didn't. She actually thought it was funny because she thought I was joking, thinking like she might get the fourteen thousand um, dollars. I don't think she realizes she's not because they do keep texting me, and they do keep asking me for the fourteen thousand dollars. Look, no hate or shade. You're clearly running a business. Keep it up. Keep it up, girlfriend. I'm pretty sure it's a female-run business. Like, keep up. You're, you're doing good. Like, I have no doubt that you can fix people's backs with bad posture. I'm just saying I, I'm going to put the 14000 somewhere else. I got to go to the dentist before I give you $14,000. I got to do some other things before I start doing that. Anyway, that was my Thanksgiving. That's how my Thanksgiving week started out. And when I tell you that was the highlight, meaning that was the tippity top 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 of that one um it all went downhill from there I'm gonna start this off by saying if you have survived Thanksgiving if you're not American I guess how can I paint Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is like a big commercial holiday like honestly I feel like if you ask millennials they'll say an American millennial they would say like dinner with my family or friends 
most likely my friends because I don't want to spend the money traveling home to see my family just for like one day and shopping the the Black Friday sales which is now just online and which now is just like you get five percent off like a pair of socks it's it's nothing but I feel like if you asked a millennial that's what they would say I am going to give you my take as a foreigner who's been to many Thanksgivings and also spent many Thanksgivings alone because again I don't I don't I don't know what to do on this holiday Look, it's not that it's not sweet that you want to spend time with your friends and family and and have a get together. That's not that's not bad. I think that's beautiful. Love that. It's when it starts getting abusive that I have to put my foot down and go, "Oh, okay." Like um one year I went to a friend's Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry. You call that a friendsgiving. So we went to this friendsgiving and um it was questionable. I was going as a friend of my, hold on, let me, this is, this is math that's not mathing in my head right now because I am actually recording this in the middle of the night. I was going as the friend of my boyfriend. So it was my boyfriend's friend's Friendsgiving. It wasn't his Thanksgiving, it was his Friendsgiving, where, it's just where you just invite the friends, not the family. So we went and the girlfriend of my, at the time, boyfriend's friend. Wow, that's so hard to say. The boyfriend's friend, his name, his real name was Joe, okay? So he had a girlfriend. I think her name was Melissa. I It's been years since I've known these people, so who cares? They definitely don't remember I exist. But they were clearly going through a breakup while hosting this Friendsgiving. And it was so obvious. Because Joe's belongings when we walked into the house, had been carelessly thrown into a box marked Joe's crap. Joe's crap. And it was so obvious we had all walked in mid-fight. Like, there was one person there before us. Besides that, like, 10 people all arrived at the same time. Like, it was like we all categorically were like, let's all arrive exactly at 1 p.m., and I'll never forget, like, meeting everyone in the driveway, and then we all walked up together. We 100% walked in on the mid-fight. Things weren't cooked. Things weren't finished. It was the longest Friendsgiving in history. I'm pretty sure we didn't go home until, like, 2 in the morning. During that time, 1,000% Joe and Melissa broke up. Like, like they... If you want to know the truth, Melissa cried to me in the bathroom after she'd gotten into a big fight with him. And I don't even think she knew why I was there. And it was clear she'd had a lot of wine. And she told me that Joe had been having an affair with a guy from work. You heard that right. So she was going through it because she was questioning everything. She was confused. She, she was trying to figure things out. Everything was just like a big question mark to her. And so she had started the process of kicking him out because they were living in her parents' like one of her parents, I guess, rental properties. And she was like, you're not going to squatters right me. So the whole Friendsgiving was about this. And that was my first proper Thanksgiving experience. So, oh, by the way, Joe and Melissa actually ended up staying together for a long time. I think they got back together like a month, like they broke up. They got back together a month later and 
all I know is that they were together in a picture, cuddled up to each other in the same picture as my ex-boyfriend that I like checked him on Instagram a couple of months ago. So like they're still together. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know what Joe and Melissa worked out, but they worked out something. Anyway, this year I had, I have a friend who has a family, who has children, who I will spend Thanksgiving with. If like, I am so inclined. I have an open invitation there. I'm going to spoil this, okay? That is where I ended up this Thanksgiving. Where I was going to go is a very different story. Let's get into it. Okay, so on Thanksgiving week, I ran into, physically ran into, a mutual friend of mine and my ex-boyfriend of recent years. He and I... (laughs) didn't end well I went through a whole thing of being determined to find catch him cheating which he was by the way with multiple people and then it spiraled and then he got a girl pregnant and then like a whole thing happened but um basically I got invited we have a friend who I met through him which I now call a mutual friend but she and I ran into each other we live in the same neighborhood and she cornered me in the grocery store and was like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I was like, oh, nothing. It's American. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. She's like, you need to come. I was like, I'm not going to come. Lo and behold, a few days later, this would be actually the night before Thanksgiving. I get a text where she's like, you need to come. Well, this is the address. This is the evite. This is the evite. All the information. And she lets me know. Obviously, um, it it wasn't it was like her friends and her family going to this. It was interesting. I think that she just didn't have much family because she. I know it was just her mom and her sister, so I feel like it was just them, and then just made up of friends who just didn't have anywhere else to go or like always spend it with her. Whatever. It was a long list. It was like twenty five people going to this Thanksgiving dinner. Two of them being my ex boyfriend who we're going to call Mark, and his girlfriend, who, along with another woman, he had cheated on me with while we were together. And I discovered this through DNA analysis. <laughs> it was <laughs> I am the FBI, okay? I am crime scene investigations. Anyway, we figured that I blah, blah, blah. He had an affair. It was obvious. We broke up a while ago. Skip forward to this dinner. Now, I have not been shy about sharing some of this on social media. And I will say I shared a video on Thanksgiving Day talking about how this is what I was going to do. The story I'm about to tell you. And I had to take it down. And I had to take it down because the host of this event saw it and the girlfriend of my ex saw it. And so I took it down. I took it down. I was being polite. I was being cordial. I was trying. I was, I was being too nice. As my best friend said, you were being too darned nice. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that. Because I didn't name names. There was nothing about it. Like no one. They were just sleuthing and saw me. And yeah, they, they saw it and made assumptions. I didn't know one. How would anyone know it was about them? So anyway. This is where it got dicey because it hadn't really hit me that the boyfriend Mark would be there with the girlfriend that he had cheated on. I was like, oh, God. And then 
in the text messages when she's sending me the evite and everything, she was like, oh, and I checked with Mark. It's totally fine that you're coming. I guess he's been going for a few years to this friend's. Like, I'm the new invite. I was like, oh. and on top of that, let, let's be real. I'm the pity invite. I was like, I don't. Okay. I'm not like trying to diminish her kindness, but like it was mm, this mutual friend isn't maybe the most genuine of sorts. Anyway, I say, I don't think I can. This is where it gets good. Okay. I say, I don't think I can. My boyfriend is a surgeon and he has a surgery. So like we might, I don't know what his schedule is. I, I wanted to spend it with him. If he gets out of surgery, I'm like making this whole thing up. Like I could show you the screenshot of the paragraph. I sent her as a response. It was hilarious. She calmly sent back, invite him, come. And then he can turn up if he can get out in time. And I was like, oh God, that's too good of a response. And in the meantime, she's already like checked with Mark. So Mark now expects me to be coming. And I'm like, if I don't go, then that's like going to be a whole thing. And I don't want to make it weird. And I don't want to give Mark the satisfaction. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Then I was left with the um, one tiny problem <clears throat> of not having a surgeon boyfriend. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. What, Lily, you don't have a surgeon boyfriend? No, I don't. I don't. It was an oversight on the universe's behalf. Um, so I'm going to take that up with them in a strongly worded letter, maybe talk to HR. But no, I don't. I don't. And quite frankly, maybe I don't want to. I don't know what's going into someone who like could like cut people open for a living. But like props to you. I could never do that. Would love to interview one. Hey, if you're a surgeon and you want to come on the podcast, I would love to just like talk to you. Like how do you date? Like what's that like? Like I need to – if you're a surgeon – can I please interview you? Like, can you send me a message? Let me know. I'd love to talk. So anyway, I have to find a surgeon boyfriend stat. So I went to acting school. I know actors. I I, I know actors. <laughs> I've lived in L.A. I know actors. I know male actors. I know male actors who can appear to be a surgeon boyfriend. So I put in a group chat every boy that doesn't hate me that I went to acting school with. And just to be clear, like no one hates me from acting school. I just, I didn't really socialize. I'm more like, like I, I stuck to myself. So like it, it was, it, you know, I've got a handful of people who I can reach out to. Cold call, if you will. So I put them in a group text. It was very, um, very bold of me. And I say, hey guys, haven't heard from me in a minute, but Wild request is anybody. Oh, they also happen to be foreign. I had to limit it because obviously, like, if you're American, you're probably not free on that day. So I was like, look, my foreign buddies, also all of them were British. And I was like, perfect. Like a British surgeon boyfriend. Like, <laughs> Mark's bald. Like, I beat you. Ha ha. Anyway, so. I send out this text. I'm like, is anyone available for the acting role of their life? Unpaid. Surgeon boyfriend. <laughs> I actually didn't say the unpaid part. That's that's important for the next part. Um, this is the situation. Is anyone available? And I was very honest with them about the situation, by the way. I gave them the whole situation. One responded saying, Lily, nothing has changed. Wow. Good to hear from you. Nothing else. The next said, these are my rates. And then the next guy said, girl, tell me where, tell me when. Let's go. And he's a ride or die. Let me tell you, he's a good time. So I was like, 
Yes, let's do it. We're talking. We're going through this. In the meantime, while we're plotting out fake, oh, he was like, should we be engaged? Should we figure something out? Should we, should we like have a whole, what's our backstory? We're doing the full acting backstory. Like we're doing every acting exercise we were ever taught in our three years in college. We're like, we're going in, we're writing it out. We're, you know, journal entering as the character. And just as we're doing this and he's like, okay, can you pick me up? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm canceling on my other friend. I'm like, I'm going to go to this instead. And like coming up with a whole thing. I get a message and I had posted the story on TikTok earlier in the morning. Um, and it picked up a lot of traction very fast. And I knew I was like, oh, this video will probably do well. Like I can usually tell pretty well. Actually, honestly, sidebar, sometimes I will have a video that sits at like a couple of thousand views. And then a month later, it'll be at two million. It, but the two million will come out of nowhere. Like it'll just come in a storm. So like you can never really tell now with a video. But I had a bad feeling. And if there was ever maybe a video I didn't want to do well, it was this. And in hindsight, I was just having too much fun. And I was being too silly and too goofy. And I was like, oh my God, it's a funny story. And I love telling you guys funny things to giggle at. So I put it out there. And in retrospect, I remember putting it up and being like, maybe I shouldn't do this in real time. Maybe it's a mistake to do it in real time because I never tell stories in real time. It's always usually after the fact, like almost always after the fact. And um, yep, I was right because like within an hour of it being up, I'd been messaged by the host of the event. So a mutual friend between me and my ex being like, I don't know if we want to stir the pot. And then also... She had told me essentially that the girlfriend was not, had seen it, which is interesting because then I went in. Obviously, I know her name. I've known her name for a while now. You came up in the DNA results of the affair. And I searched her name on TikTok and I was like, she, and I found her account and everything. I was like, she doesn't follow me. I was like, I guess I could have ended up on her FYP, but that would be very coincidental. Like she clearly found out I was going, had took a little look-see herself and seen it and she had told the host it was weird and like I believe the word she used was uncomfortable which okay totally fine I actually didn't say one bad thing about you or negative thing about you and if any comment was ever negative towards anyone in the situation I would stand up and defend them I just want to make that clear right now because that's not the point of these stories. The point of the stories is to have a giggle at my expense. At my expense. So, but understandable. Like, again, I'm trying to be very nice about the situation. Because I, I'm i trying to see every side of it, okay? Whatever. I delete it. Take it down. It's gone. But by this point, I'm like... <laughs> word has gotten out now that everyone knows that because in the video I talk about the fake surgeon boyfriend so like everybody knows he's a fake surgeon boyfriend is the ultimate ending to this story I just turn up with the fake surgeon boyfriend and everyone knows it's a bit but in the end unfortunately I did I was required elsewhere that day and we weren't going to make it to the other party in time so me and my amazing surgeon we actually did decide on fiance not boyfriend did not end up going to the party so 
<clears throat> yeah, that's the ending to that story. Had a lot of people messaging me very angry that there was no update. And uh, so now you have an update. You guys, I talked about this in a previous podcast. And I want to talk about it again in this podcast because it's really important to me. And when I tell you I've gone berserk, that's an Australian word, but go with me on this. Over these, like this is the perfect pers- Chris- Christmas <laughs> Christmas gift for any. And I am talking about the birdie self alarm. Okay, stick with me on this. It's a device that's like having a fire alarm in your pocket, on your keys, attached to your water bottle, attached to your dog's leash, put it on the back of your cat, you know, whatever you want to do. I am telling you, this is a genius gift. It's like a personal alarm. So like, let's say I'm in a situation where... I need to someone I don't know someone's approached me it's a it's a scary situation I need to have a distraction that's what it looks like it's like a long rectangle that goes on your keys that attaches to anything you desire your heart's content pick whatever you will and if you just pull a little pin it sounds the loudest alarm It can get you out of any dicey situation, create a distraction, scare someone, bring attention to something. I don't know. Maybe you're being kidnapped. Maybe you're maybe maybe there's a scary man chasing after you. You yank that thing. You start running with it. You're your own alarm. You're you're your own police car at this point. I think it's genius. I hope that never happens to you. But I'm just saying like I have got. There's no scenario where I can't use this device. I want to make no mistake. I have seven of these. Seven. I counted. I have seven birdies. I think they are the perfect gift. Give it to your grandmother, okay? Maybe she likes to walk her schnauzer poodle. I don't know if that's a proper mix of a dog. I'm making that up. At night. And she needs a little something where she's not going to pepper spray herself. Like, maybe she needs a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? It's super easy to use. Like, it's so easy to use. Maybe, you know... You have, you're just letting your kid walk the dog or the cat or the cow at like 14 for the first time. And you want them to have something where they won't tase themselves. Again, not that you would give a taser to a child. Maybe your kid is going off to college. They need this. Okay, that's any kid going off to college not having this. That's a big mistake. We need to make these. We need to give these to all the kids. Maybe you're a woman like me who's just out in the world needing a little protection. A little something, something. Okay? It's not going to harm anyone. There's no way you could accidentally harm yourself, which is the biggest thing with pepper spray, right? Trust me, I don't want to get in the time, into the time I accidentally pepper sprayed myself. It was, okay, we're not going to get into it. This is a brilliant idea, and they're not expensive. These are a great, great thing. So go to She's Birdie, so S H E. S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com. Right now, I know you can get 30% off on their website if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, which will be November 29th. I know they have a deal. Their Black Friday deal is still going. I have a link that you can use. It will also get you the discount. It's in the description of this podcast. So you, I'll give you the direct link. The thing nobody tells you you need this week 
is a birdie. And this has been the thing nobody told you you needed in previous episodes, and I don't care. I genuinely believe everyone needs this. It's genius. So anyway, check it out. You can buy in bulk. Put one in everyone's Christmas stocking. All of your adult children need this. All of your teenage children need this. All of your grandparents need this. This is genius. We need to be giving these out. We need to be dispensing them. This is need, these need to be in a vending machine. They're like 30 bucks full price. So you can get a discount on that right now. So off you go. Off you go. I'll go. I will wait here while you go purchase one. Just pause the podcast though because I do have to keep talking. Anyway, love you guys. Go get yourselves a birdie. Let's dive in to this week's buckle up. And you guys, if you're not sitting down, I'm going to ask that you sit down because this one, <laughs> I'm look anyone who's surviving the holidays just remember if you're <laughs> it it can't have been as bad as this girl <laughs> and I'm gonna give <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad you guys okay sit down put on your seatbelt we ready buckle up hi Lily this year at Thanksgiving something awful happened I don't know what to do or if I can even or if I can even go to Christmas at this point. I'll jump straight in. My ex-boyfriend from 3 years ago is currently dating my sister. Yes, you read that right. He and I broke up and I live in the city, so my sister obviously never met him. Oh, I see. Oh, I can actually see where she's writing from. So her sister and her do not live in the same state. And they are very new in the relationship. And so I had no clue she was even dating. And we aren't crazy close. And then I met him on Thanksgiving morning as her new boyfriend. He said nothing. I must have seemed so weird because I did not know what to do. My mom even tried getting me to take an Advil because she thought I was sick. Anyway... I tried asking my, asking my sister more about him, but she didn't want to share much on how they met, and then they left to go to his Friendsgiving. He never told her. He never even looked at me. What do I do? <laughs> Help. Oh, dear. This sounds like <laughs> a bad Hallmark movie. Maybe a Lifetime movie. I don't know. This is so, I'm so sorry, babe. What a mess. I mean, I wish you had maybe included how long you had been with the guy. You were your ex-boyfriend from three years ago. This is tricky. Look, the holidays aren't easy for anyone, like anyone, for any given reason. And this is just too much, though. This is too much on top of everything we already get dished out. So first of all, you have my condolences. This is a doozy. This is a buckle up. If I've ever heard a buckle up, this is a buckle up. 20 seatbelts on. Let's go. You got to tell your sister. You got to tell your sister. You might not be crazy close with your sister. I'm not crazy close with my sister. Like, look, I don't talk to my sister very much. We're not we're not everyday sisters. So I understand. Okay. Look, you still got to tell her. I don't care if you and your sister are arch enemies. You still have to tell her. She's still someone you know in your family who's not going anywhere anytime soon. She's not being exiled. You got to tell her. She's dating your ex-boyfriend. There's no... 
we can't make this puzzle without you telling her. I don't know how to break that news. You got to tell her. You got to tell her right now. You got to pause this podcast and go and tell her the second. You pick up the phone. You get on the plane. You walk down the street. I don't know where or how you are. Your living arrangements, where she is right now in the world. You need to go there. You need to call her. You need to tell her. Spill all the beans. Because if you don't, one, that's bad karma. And two, he might get to a story first that maybe isn't the truth. Because if he didn't acknowledge it, if he didn't say anything, if he didn't, if he pretended he didn't know you, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's why I also wanted to know how long did you date? I mean, it was three years ago. Did you date for like, you said ex-boyfriend. So you clearly got to the boyfriend stage. You didn't say it was someone you were dating. So I'm going to go out on a limb saying you at least together six months. You remember everyone you were together with for six months, especially if it was only three years ago. Three years ago, that would have been COVID too. So you remember them. You remember them. So you need to tell him and you need to tell him now. Sorry, you need to tell her and you need to tell her now. You don't need to say a thing to him. Don't reach out to him individually. Do not text him. Do not friend him on Instagram. Do not do not do anything. Nothing. My age just showed because I just said friend him on Instagram. Do not follow him on Instagram is what I meant to say. Do not DM him. Don't like his TikTok video. Don't do anything. You need to stay the sister side because there's about to be two sides in this. There's no way to cut this that there is not. I could sit here and go, let me just hope and pray that he is going to be just the most delightful person in this. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I I just completely slipped my mind. No, that's not going to happen. He recognized you 100%. He knows he dated you, and he knows he didn't tell your sister for a reason. I am curious, though, like, you guys, your sisters, you share the same last name, maybe, I'm guessing? There's a chance you don't, I guess. But, like, maybe, how would that not have pinged for him? How would he not have asked, like, what your sister's names are before going to Thanksgiving dinner? Like, did he know? Like, that's the other side of this. Is he, like, I don't know, scamming someone? Like, maybe maybe start an investigation into this. Like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you some options. You might want to start a little investigation because this seems a little fishy. This seems a little coincidental. It seems a little weird is what I'm saying. I would do a little digging. I would tell her and I would do some digging. I wish there was more to say on this. Besides, you have to tell her. I'm rereading it and I'm like, baby, you're just going to tell your sister. And she's going to have whatever reaction she has. And you're just going to have to let it be. You're just going to have to let it rock. You don't get a say in her reaction. That's that's the thing about telling people things. Like you got no say in the reaction or the response you get. Big or small. So tell her. And then write back in and let me know what she does. Or, you know, you guys, you could call in to the Buckle Up hotline at 626-885-4940. And have your voicemail played on the podcast instead of me reading it. Because I'm getting pretty bad at not... I'm, I, I'm not eloquently reading your emails. Like, send... Call in. I get more information when you call in, too. Please don't call in and confess to any crimes, okay? I got a couple of some... I got some weird things happening on the hotline that I can't play on the podcast. Just call into the podcast. Call into the Buckle Up hotline. 626-885-4940. And we're gonna we're gonna buckle up with you, babes. I'm so sorry this happened. 
Let me know how it goes. Take their sisterly side. Tell her. Do the right thing. And then launch a little investigation into the suspicious man who's like dating every single person in your family. Because this ain't sitting right with me. You want to get me involved in the investigation? You, you slide into my DMs, babe. You let me know what's going on. Okay. That's going to be the podcast for today, you guys. I hope you all survived your holidays. I mean, I barely did. I, I barely did. It was a doozy. It really was. Anyway, I'm excited. We're heading into December. It's about to get Christmassy, and I'm about to get chaotic for Christmas. That's fun. Okay, I love you all. I hope you have a great week. And don't do anything I wouldn't do. That gives you a lot of wiggle room. Okay, love you. Bye.